It's time to showcase those that are helping all of us through these difficult times. This is a partner profile on the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, and we're joined now by Greg Angle, Mountain Star Healthcare. He is the Mountain Star Division President. Greg, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for the opportunity. No problem. Thanks for coming on. I think a lot of people are curious about uh, how this works. Whenever I do Zoom with friends or family, catching up with people, they all want to know how our life has changed, you know, since the coronavirus shut everything down. I'm thinking, well, healthcare, holy cow, this must have really turned your world upside down. It definitely did. Uh, Our eight Mountain Star hospitals up and down the Wasatch Front from Cache Valley to Payson, uh, not too surprising, we were dramatically impacted like most organizations across the country. Uh, we, were, we were impacted with the preparation for and the, the care of patients who would present with uh, the possibility of COVID-19. And we're also dramatically impacted by the slowdown, which was uh, mandated in order to main, maintain capacity and be certain that, uh, that we didn't expose other patients to, uh, to COVID-19. Yeah, I think that uh, obviously safety is a big issue. And with that in mind, what is doing? What is going on as far as precautions? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, we are fortunate to also be part of HCA Healthcare, which is the largest healthcare organization in the country with 184 hospitals across 21 states. And we're able to take advantage of of their data, their leadership, the best practices. Uh, subject matter experts and uh, both financial and supply chain resources. And so we've been able to bring uh, all these resources to bear to help protect our patients uh, with COVID-19 and those, of course, with, uh, with other conditions. And so we've, uh, we've implemented a number of strategies. Uh, we've we've um, uh, limited the number of entrances to our facilities so that we could screen all visitors and and uh, and patients coming to the facility. We've we've got, of course, very thorough cleaning procedures in place. Uh, we segregate uh, our infectious patients from all other patients, so so um, they can all be safely cared for. And uh, so the bottom line is, you know, it's safe to come back to our hospitals for their, for uh, patients' much needed care. So we read stuff about elective surgery, and as near as I can tell, that's a pretty broad term. Uh, I mean, there's stuff that really is elective, but you can kind of choose when you're going to have a knee or hip replacement. I have an aunt who fell and broke her arm, so it's kind of healed, but it's 15 degrees off. So at some point, she's got to go back in and, and have work done on that. So for that, those kind of, quote-unquote, elective procedures, do you have them divided into groups? When is a good time to come back and do that if somebody's listening and they've got to plan this out? How, how does all that work? Yeah, that's a really good question. And really, the, the term elective is kind of a misnomer. I mean, when most people hear that term, they think that uh, it's, it's unnecessary or, or uh, maybe a more straightforward surgery. Really what it means is scheduled. And there are urgent and time-sensitive scheduled procedures that, that need to take place. And so uh, it, great care is, is really needed in order for us to understand exactly what the patient's needs are, what the, what the surgeon's best uh, possible treatment plan for that patient is. And so we are taking a conservative approach currently, and uh, we have limited ourselves to only those cases which are 
which are urgent, emergent, or, or time-sensitive. And in particular, there's been concern that, you know, we not overload the hospital and uh, that we try to avoid those surgeries that might require an overnight stay. Uh, but quite frankly, most of our facilities are, are now at 30 or 35 or 40 percent occupancy. And so to even taking patients, you know, that require an overnight stay is, is, is probably manageable. And, and the interesting thing, and I think you touched on it just now, is that there are studies that are coming out now that are saying that as many as a third of Americans are postponing necessary care because of their fear. They're concerned that they might come to the hospital and they might contract the virus. And, uh, and quite frankly, we've got precautions in place to be able to care for that. I mean, we have examples of patients who, are, who have GI bleeds, who are not paying attention to stroke and heart attack symptoms. And we've seen our emergency departments and even our cath lab uh, you know, volumes diminish in areas where you would certainly not refer to those as elective cases. So then I think everybody wants to go when they when they go to the hospital, they want to know that the staff is doing all that they can and that the staff is maintaining at full capacity. And what you're saying is you're able to make sure that the staff, whatever that might be, there's not doctors, nurses and so forth, that everything is running the way it should be. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You want to have full confidence if you're coming to your your preferred hospital, and so we are working very very hard to make certain that that uh, that our patients and our communities uh, have have total trust that uh, we can care for them. And so, you know, the very first thing that that we had to do was take care of our our colleagues. And I'm really really proud to to say that uh, you know one of the things that we experienced was this dramatic slowdown in in volumes. And so when that occurred, of course, we didn't have enough work. Uh, to give our, our colleagues their full hours. And so, uh, again, being, being part of HCA Healthcare, uh, who have incredible um, pay, pay and benefit programs already in place, we were able to uh, help mitigate the financial uh, crisis that comes uh, also with our employees. And so we implemented two programs. Uh, the first we refer to as the pandemic pay program. And so if there's an employee who we can't redeploy to another area to give them their hours, then we'll pay up to 70% of those hours missed according to their normal paycheck. And then again, if they're uh, quarantined for any reason, if they've been exposed through the course of work or even at, even uh, in their, uh, from their family life, then we'll pay up to 100% of their salary uh, in order to, to keep them whole. And so I'm really proud to say that so far we haven't had to furlough any colleagues nor implement any, any layoffs. And our leadership uh, you know, led by example here. Our, uh, the CEO of our company donated 100% of his salary to our employee giving fund, the HOPE Fund. Our leaders, uh, both nationally and locally, have taken a 20 to 30 percent pay cut, all so that we could mitigate salary disruption for our frontline leadership and staff. So that's just the financial aspect of keeping our workforce whole. Because if you come to the hospital, you're going to want you know the, the fully functioning, skilled, trained employees. But then in addition. You know, we've made certain through through our national supply chain that we have the personal protective equipment. We're we're laundering uh, our employees' scrubs so that they don't have to take them home and worry about them. We're we're laboratory testing for COVID to make certain that our employees and physicians alike, you know, know who, what what the risks are for these employees. 
We've worked out arrangements with hotel chains so that so that employees can stay at a hotel if if they're concerned that they don't want to take something home to to their to their families. We've provided frontline meals. We've offered uh, we've created a healthy market in some of our hospitals. And we've implemented a, a free call line to, to, uh, for employees to speak with mental health professionals at any time because we know it's a stressful time. So we've done a lot to make certain that uh, everything that, that a patient would need uh, would be immediately available to them should they come to our hospitals. Greg Angle joining us, Mountain Star Healthcare. He's the division president. So uh, a lot of people have questions about testing, uh, is there anything that can, can be done at your facilities that you want to share as far as how that should work for people who have questions and wonder if they need to get tested? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. We, we uh, initially, when the, the breakout occurred, our priority was testing those patients who would be needing hospitalization so that we knew exactly whether they were COVID positive or negative. Of course, if they're positive, then we have special precautions that need to be in place and uh, the utilization of per- personal protective equipment. And, and those were in scarce supply early on. And so, uh, but since that time, we've been able to shore up those resources, and now we're able to test more people um, on an ambulatory basis, on an outpatient basis. And so we have partnered uh, with the Silicon Slopes, uh, who have testing uh, facilities uh, at numerous uh, institutions at our Mountain Star hospitals, and, uh, and then we are running those labs. And, and so as we gear up, for example, and we are taking care of more surgical patients uh, than prior to their surgery, because again, these are scheduled, uh, two days prior to their surgery, then we're arranging for them to receive their testing. We've, we've told them where, where they can go to get, the, to get their tests, and then having those, those results then will inf- better inform us as to how best to care for them. Uh, Test Utah is, a, is, uh, is the, uh, the website that can be uh, accessed to be able to learn more, a- answer your questions, and also to schedule your outpatient testing. All right, Greg, anything else we should know? Anything else you want the public to know? Uh, hey, I just want to take this opportunity really quickly to, to thank you for uh, the ability to, to get our message out. Uh, and in particular, I, I want to thank all of our frontline caregivers. They are personally modeling our mission. Above all else, we are committed to the care and improvement of human life. So they are our heroes here. We're, we're, we're here to back them up, and uh, we are just so impressed by their resilience, their adaptability, their selflessness, and their dedication to our communities. It's been really inspiring, and we thank them for all their efforts and for how they'll continue to serve our communities as we move forward. So, again, thank you for the time, and, and thank you to, to all of our caregivers. Thank you, Greg. Greg Angle. Mountain Star Healthcare Division President. Join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.